captured it! I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am GamerDude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today, in anticipation of Halloween, we're talking Halloween stuff. Yay! I know everybody loves Halloween, right? Halloween has gotten so big over the years. Now, when I was a kid, it was really, really big. But it was big for a different kind of reason. We had people decorating their properties and setting up displays, but it was a rare thing. It wasn't that everybody did it. I mean, everybody put out pumpkins, and a few people would hang up a scarecrow or a skeleton. But it wasn't about the grown-ups decorating when I was a kid. It was about the kids putting on their costumes and going out to trick-or-treat. That was what Halloween was all about. So I'm going to talk a little today about what it was like when I was a kid. And then we're also going to talk about Halloween candy, because that was the point. I'm going to give you two lists today. I'm going to give you the worst Halloween candy ever, and I'm going to give you the best Halloween candy ever. And I know opinions will vary on this, so please feel free to share your opinion with me. This is just my list. But before we get talking about Halloween when I was a kid, we're going to take the opportunity to set the mood. I'm going to leave the regular studio, and I'm going to go into the Halloween room. We only use it once a year. So here we go. Oh, it's much bigger than I remember. All right, let's pull up a chair here. All right, now we're in the Halloween room. We have to have the Halloween mood. Let's set the mood. All right, here we go. Ah, yeah, that's good. That's good, right? Halloween is all about the mood, isn't it? You get the right sounds, you get the right mood going. Oh, Halloween can be awesome. See, this this is the kind of mood where you tell scary stories too, right? It was a dark and stormy night. Suddenly, a shot rang out. A scream in the distance. Running footsteps on rain-soaked pavement. Oh, you can see it in your mind with that, right? There's your background, right? Yeah, it's not a great background for talking about Halloween when I was a kid. It's good. Maybe we'll have to use it again in the future. Let's try this one instead. Yeah, I can go with this. Got a little Halloween vibe going, right? Yeah, I can work with this. So Halloween when I was a kid, and I've talked about the costumes we wore. We always went out in costumes, and the costumes were always homemade. We didn't have two nickels to rub together when I was a kid, so we always had the homemade costumes. And you can listen to last year's episode to hear about that. But the point of Halloween and getting all dressed up was to go maximize your candy intake. That was the reason for the season when I was a kid. And here's why that was the case. When I was growing up, as I've said many times, we didn't have two nickels to rub together. 
So we didn't get treats very often. We didn't get candy at the store. We didn't have bags of candy bars. We didn't have bowls of M&Ms sitting around the house. We didn't have Jolly Ranchers in a container on the counter. We just didn't have candy. It wasn't a thing when I was a kid. It was partly because candy's bad for your teeth. It's not good for you to have all that candy. Well, candy will spoil your appetite. Oh, Mom, please. The candy will rot your teeth. Mom, please, I just want a little piece. We have dessert tonight. You don't need a piece of candy. Mom always had a reason and never had candy. So that's why Halloween was so important. If we wanted candy, we had to go get it ourselves. This was the do-it-yourself holiday for kids. You had to go get your own candy. And boy, were we geared up for it, man. I see kids these days take those little hollow plastic pumpkins and use those for their trick-or-treat bucket. That wouldn't have lasted me three houses back in the day. When we went out, we had full-blown pillowcases. Mom always had ratty pillowcases in the back of the linen closet, and those were the designated Halloween pillowcases. We used those to take outside and fill with candy. And when I say fill, we came close, let me tell you. We filled those pillowcases. Now, the houses in the neighborhood where I grew up were not really close together, but we were used to running around and walking long distances because everything was pretty far apart. So trick-or-treating through our developments and spending literally hours to do it, that was the norm. We would go out after dinner, usually between 6.30 and 7 o'clock, all dressed up in our costumes, and we would be out for two to three hours. Two hours when I was younger, but three hours was not unheard of. Getting in from trick-or-treating at 10 o'clock was not unreasonable. And people kept their lights on that late. So we could go to the houses up until 10 o'clock at night. And we had carefully planned routes, too. We knew where we were going. All right, we're going down the street. Going to turn left. That's a dead end. So we're going to go on the left side on the way down, loop around at the end, come back on the right side. Then we're going to continue down the street, turn left at the next block. That's a loop around block. So we're going to go crisscross on the street. Hit the house on the left, cross to the right, zigzag all the way down the street. Turn right at the end of the street, because the street continues on down there. And then continue the zigzag pattern all the way down the street till we get to the next right. Oh yeah, it was a battle plan. And we had a group of five or six of us, and we'd go together, and we would stick to that plan. We did not want to leave a single house untouched, because we didn't want to miss out on any candy. And when I was a kid, most every house participated in trick-or-treat. By the way, nobody ever went with us. It was us kids. When I was real small, my parents did go with me. I remember that. I remember when I was eight, maybe nine, they went with me. But after that, it was all of the kids together in a group following the plan to maximize candy intake. And we didn't take time to go through the candy while we were doing the trick-or-treating. You might take a quick peek and see what that house that just gave you the weird bag full of stuff gave you. Or if you were at the house that gave you the little Bible, I told you about that house last year. You'd look to see if there was anything besides the Bible. But you wouldn't take time to go over the candy while you were in the middle of the battle plan. You would look to make sure you got something and that there wasn't anything weird in the bag. But other than that, you'd look and go, oh, sweet, Nestle's Crunch, move on. And that's what we did. We would move on. And it was steady progress, too. We did not dawdle because there were a lot of houses to get to and we didn't want to miss out. And as I said, this was all important to us. This had to be our candy stash until Easter. That was always the goal. Make the Halloween candy last till Easter because then you get Easter candy from the Easter Bunny. Oh yeah, there was a whole plan. If I can make the M&Ms and the Hershey bars last until I get the jelly beans and the chocolate bunny, I'm golden. 
oh yeah, I loved candy and I had plans in my head. From a young age, I had plans in my head. I had to make that stuff last, man. So we would complete our battle plan. We'd go through the neighborhood. We'd go down the street and do the blocks to the left and then loop back around to the blocks on the right and we'd come up the parallel street to ours. And that was all uphill, so that was a bit of a challenge. We managed to climb that hill with very little problem because there was candy. And after we got done with the route, which usually took the two to three hours, we would stop in front of our houses, which were all next to each other. It was Ray and Vinny and the usual crew. And we'd say, all right, have a good night. And then we'd dash off to our houses so we could take inventory. It was important to know what you got. How much of the really good stuff did you get? And how much of that crap that you knew you weren't going to eat? But you'd keep it anyway, just in case. Maybe you could trade with your brother or sister. Maybe. Maybe I can swap a Butterfinger for a Mounds Bar. Oh yeah, there's a whole thought process behind it. Okay, this can be traded. This I have to keep. This I have to hide under the bed so nobody finds it because this is the best. Oh yeah, I had stashes throughout my room too. Wanted to make sure that I had several different places in case one of them was uncovered. I had a backup stash because when you grow up with siblings, you never know when they're going to be prowling around in your room looking for your Halloween candy. You didn't want that. You had to protect that candy. So as a result of all of that trick-or-treating, naturally I compiled two lists. The best candy and the worst candy. And I'm going to give them to you today. And you can compare notes and see how mine stack up with yours. We'll start with the worst candy, because we always went through the worst candy first, the stuff you knew you were never going to eat. And I do have my 10 worst candies right here for you. We're going to start with 10 and go up to 1. Number 10, the Tootsie Roll. I know, people love the Tootsie Roll. It's very chocolatey. But you know the Tootsie Roll was kind of the throwaway candy? It's like, okay, let's just buy a bag of Tootsie Rolls and throw a couple in each kid's bag. Those parents put no thought into what they were giving to the kids. And Tootsie Rolls are okay, and I would eat them, and I wouldn't trade them away necessarily, but I'd hold on to them and, you know, keep them for a rainy day, sweet tooth. But they weren't a favorite. Number nine is Lifesavers. Back when I was a kid, they had these mini rolls of Lifesavers. They had five flavors in it, all five of the traditional fruit flavors of Lifesavers. They don't even have these packs anymore that I've seen. They usually have peppermint or window green. But when I was a kid, they had these large rolls of Lifesavers, and they would have orange and cherry and lemon and lime all in a roll. And they would double up on them, and you'd have a long roll of about 10 or 12 Lifesavers. For Halloween, they made mini packs, so you would have five Lifesavers. They were so boring. And I didn't like Lifesavers because my aunt always gave us Lifesavers, and that was her little treat to us, and I didn't like them from her either. The only Lifesavers I liked were either the Peppermint or the Winto Green, and you never got those for Halloween. You always got the stupid fruit flavors. Blech. Number eight is Peanut Butter Kisses. Now, this is a rare candy these days. I don't even know if they do it anymore, but they came in black and orange waxed paper, and Peanut Butter Kisses were chunks of taffy, and the taffy was molasses flavored. I don't know if you've ever had molasses. If you've had a shoe fly pie, for instance, that's molasses. It's a very rich, very earthy kind of flavor. It's not sweet by any stretch of the imagination. When you make shoe fly pie and put sugar in it, it has a nice, rich, warm flavor. But it's not a candy flavor. But somebody had the bright idea to make molasses taffy. And then they would put a dollop of peanut butter in the middle of the taffy and then wrap it in either orange or black wax paper. They were disgusting. I like molasses. I like molasses now. But when I was a kid, biting into a peanut butter kiss 
was like biting into a rotten egg. It was like, what the hell is this mess? Oh, I hated the peanut butter kisses. Can't even think about them. Number seven is Mary Jane's, a close cousin to the peanut butter kiss. I don't know if it's the same company that put out the peanut butter kisses, but the Mary Jane is peanut butter and molasses whipped together into one delicious taffy piece. Okay, forget the delicious part. It's peanut butter molasses taffy is what a Mary Jane is. And it's as delicious as it sounds. I never liked Mary Janes. It was the worst. If you got a handful of Mary Janes in your bag, your siblings would look at you sadly. Oh, sucks to be you. Yeah, Mary Janes were not popular, and yet they made a ton of them. Number six, Milk Duds. Milk Duds are not as bad as Mary Janes, but Milk Duds are little chunks of caramel dipped in chocolate. And I didn't mind the chocolate, and I didn't mind the caramel. It's just, I just never got into Milk Duds. I just didn't like them. They were okay. If I had to eat them, I'd eat them. But Milk Duds were a good trading tool. You could trade away the Milk Duds. Get something better. Number five, Good and Plenty. Who remembers Good and Plenty? Once upon a time there was an engineer. Choo-choo Charlie was his name we hear. Remember that theme song? He was the mascot for Good and Plenty, which was candy-coated licorice. I hate licorice. And Good and Plenty didn't do anything to improve the taste of licorice. Candy-coating crap still makes it crap, in my opinion. Which brings us to number four, anything else licorice. If it was licorice, it was not edible by me. I've tried. I can't stomach licorice. Which is funny because Mrs. Gamer Dude loves licorice. Me? No. No, no, no. Keep your licorice to yourself. Thank you. Thank you very much. Number three, the circus peanut. It was a stale marshmallow, orange colored, and shaped like a peanut. Some people love those circus peanuts. I do not understand that love. Do not understand it. I might as well bite into a piece of the styrofoam stuffing you get in a package from Amazon. No, thank you. Number two. This is a personal number two because I know it's a lot of people's number one. Candy corn. When I was a kid, they would literally just grab a handful of candy corn, not in a bag, not in a package, not in anything but their hand. They would have a bowl of candy corn inside the door of their house, grab a handful and throw it in your bag. And I wanted to grab it out and throw it back at them. But I never did. I was very polite as a child. But oh my god, no. Candy corn? It's like eating wax to me. And they say it's made with honey. Okay, it's honey-flavored wax. I'm not a fan of candy corn. Number one. This is my personal number one. And I know not everybody shares this as a number one horrible candy. In fact, Mrs. Gamer Dude loves these probably even more than licorice. Twizzlers. Oh, I can't eat Twizzlers. There's something about the smell, there's something about the texture, there's something about the ropiness. I can't do Twizzlers. Oh my god, no. Twizzlers is just red licorice as far as I'm concerned. Keep your Twizzlers away from me. So we got the bad stuff out of the way. And that's how I would sort my Halloween candy, too. I would get the bad stuff out of the way. Okay, that side, we're not touching that stuff. Get rid of that, trade it, throw it away, something. We would then separate the good stuff. The stuff we wanted to eat, the stuff we lived for. So here's my top 10 good candies, the best stuff. This is what you go trick-or-treating for. This is what Halloween is all about, getting this stuff. Now, number 10 is actually a candy that I discovered when I was raising my own kids, because I don't remember these when I was a kid. I wish they existed when I was a kid. I only discovered them when I started collecting Halloween candy with my kids. And boy, am I glad I discovered Swedish Fish. 
Oh, I love Swedish fish. Now, some people may say, well, what's the difference between Swedish fish and Twizzlers? And I say, have you no taste? Swedish fish are delicious. They have the right gummy texture. They have the right cherry slash strawberry slash fake fruit flavor. Oh, Swedish fish are so good. And they're number 10 on the best candy list. Number nine, give me a traditional Hershey bar anytime. There's something about that classic brown wrapper milk chocolate bar. When you need a hit of chocolate, just give me a Hershey bar and I'm good. Hershey bars are so good. Number eight, gotta go with the regular M&Ms. What's deadly to me these days is those mini fun packs of M&Ms because I can eat like 10 of them, pretending like, well, it's only a small pack. 10 small packs later, okay, I've eaten 9 million calories worth of M&Ms, but they're so good. Little chocolate in the middle, little candy coating. How can you not like regular M&Ms? Number seven for me on the best candies list, Whoppers. Malted milk balls dipped in chocolate. Here's my weird little thing. I like to dissolve them in my mouth. I just take a couple in my mouth and just let them melt slowly. I love the way that feels. I know that's kind of weird, right? But there's something about the crunch of the malted mixed with the taste of the chocolate. And as it slowly dissolves in your mouth, I know it's disgusting. (laughs) I shouldn't talk about it like that, but it's such a great experience. Whoppers are so good, man. They are so good. Number six on the list. Give me a break, give me a break, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. It's gotta be the Kit Kat bar, right? Kit Kat bars are so good. I like that you can break them in pieces. If you get a full-size Kit Kat bar, you get four pieces and you can break each piece off and nibble it down. It's really good. The little crisp, the little chocolate. I mean, it's almost a perfect combination. Kit Kat bars are delicious. Number five, we're going back to Hershey's, Mr. Good Bar. Oh, I loved Mr. Good Bars. They were much more rare when I was a kid. It was almost like finding a unicorn in your Halloween bag if you got a Mr. Good Bar. I was always on the lookout for that yellow wrapper with the red letters on it. Mr. Good Bar. Oh! Because Mr. Good Bar is a Hershey bar with peanuts in it. I loved peanuts. And I loved chocolate. And you combine the two of them? Oh, Mr. Good Bars were delicious. They were one of my favorites, but... If push came to shove between Mr. Good Bar and number four on the list, number four on the list would win. Number four, Nestle Crunch Bar. Now, Nestle Crunch Bars were chocolate with crunchies in them. And it took me years to figure out that the crunchies were really nothing more than Rice Krispies. But boy, oh boy, did I love those Nestle Crunch Bars. There was something about the crispiness, something about the pop. You bit into a Nestle Crunch Bar... And it was a little slice of heaven for me. And as much as I loved a Mr. Good Bar, if it was trade for a Nestle Crunch Bar, Nestle Crunch Bar won every time. Number three on the list is really a 3A and a 3B because... Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Mounds Bars and Almond Joy Bars were so good. If you're a coconut fan, and I am. When I discovered the Mounds Bar, milk chocolate wrapped around coconut, whatever that is in the middle. Oh my God, I was in my glory. The only thing that compares to it is the Almond Joy, which is dark chocolate wrapped around whatever that coconut stuff is in the middle, and an almond on the top of it. Well, one almond in the fun size bar. But if you were able to get the full size bar, you'd have four almonds. The full size bar was actually two chunks of Almond Joy bars and you'd have two almonds in each. Yeah, I paid a lot of attention to candy. I know these details. 
So you had the two pieces of the almond joy bar, which would be four bites. You'd bite the first almond and enjoy that, and then finish the first piece. And then you'd bite the second piece and get the third almond, and then you'd have the fourth piece. Yes, there was a method to my madness. Candy was very important. I had to make it work right. The almond to chocolate to coconut ratio was important, and you had to honor that, so I did. But yeah, the Almond Joys and the Mounds Bars, so good. And those were like gold in my Halloween bag. Number two on my list of best candies, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Peanut butter and chocolate together? I mean, is there anything better? Now, in recent years, they make Reese's Peanut Butter everything. Reese's Peanut Butter Ice Cream. Reese's Peanut Butter Easter Eggs. Reese's Peanut Butter Christmas Trees. Reese's Peanut Butter Peanut Butter. You can buy it in a jar in certain stores. Without the chocolate, unfortunately. But that combination of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, it was like heaven in a little piece of candy. Oh my goodness. When I discovered the deliciousness of a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, I thought I'd found Shangri-La. Oh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I still love them so. Oh my. The only reason they're not number one on the list is because number one on the list is peanut M&M's. And if you ask me tomorrow, I might flip-flop them. I might put Reese's up top and switch peanut M&M's to number two. But peanut M&M's are my downfall. If you happen to have a bowl of peanut M&M's on your counter and I visit your house, you will not have a bowl of peanut M&M's when I leave. They'll be gone. Unless you handcuff me, put my hands behind my back, and put a piece of duct tape across my mouth so I can't just dive face first into the bowl. Because I love those peanut M&M's. I don't know why I love them so much, but it's just an addiction. That's the only way I can explain it. I can't even buy them for Halloween anymore. When we buy Halloween candy to give out, I make sure there's no peanut M&M's anywhere in the bag because the kids won't get them. I'll just pull them all out and keep them in a drawer for myself. I love those peanut M&M's. Those kids can't have them. Those are mine. And so when I was a kid, if I got peanut M&M's, those were the candies that were hidden someplace where no one could find them. And I never lost track of a single pack of peanut M&M's. I may have lost other candies in my stashes in my room when I was growing up. I never lost a peanut M&M. They always found their way to my stomach. While I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, if push comes to shove, I think I'm going to have to go with a peanut M&M's. That's my number one Halloween candy right there. So there's my top 10 best candies and 10 worst candies. And I'm sure your opinions will vary on those lists. And please feel free to share your opinions with me. You'll notice on neither list are any of the traditional candy bars. Well, I shouldn't say none of the candy bars made it. Because Mr. Good Bar is on the list, Nestle Crunch is on the list, Hershey Bars are on the list. But Snickers, Milky Way, Baby Ruth, Three Musketeers, those are all great candy bars, but they were never favorites of mine. They're okay. I mean, if you give me a Snickers bar, I'll probably eat it. But if you're going to give me a Snickers bar and say you can have five Snickers bars or one pack of peanut M&M's, take your Snickers bars, give me the peanut M&M's. Of all of those, Three Musketeers is the most overlooked. I love the Three Musketeers bar. It's a great candy bar. I prefer it to Snickers. I prefer it to Milky Way. I prefer it to Baby Ruth. There's something about the chocolate and that fluffy whatever stuff it is in the middle of a Three Musketeers bar that I really like. But I don't like any of them enough to put them on the top 10 list. The same goes with the Twix bar. And I bet you never thought anybody would break down candy quite like this, right? But the Twix bar is very, very different from the Kit Kat bar. The Twix bar has a lot more cookie in it. And I don't need cookie in my candy. I need candy in my candy. 
The Kit Kat bar has a little tiny thin wafer, which gives it just enough crispy crunch. The Twix bar is a chocolate dipped cookie, basically. There's some nougat and caramel in there, but it's more cookie than candy, and I don't need that in my candy. I'm a candy purist. Give me more candy than cookie. If you can't tell, I have very strong opinions about this stuff. Hey, it's food. It matters, man. It matters. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Storytime. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great Halloween. I hope you get some of your favorite candies or that you went out and bought enough of your favorite candies so when you don't get enough kids at the door, you have plenty to eat after the holiday is over. And yes, that is, in fact, what I do. Let's see, honey, what would you like this year? Oh, look, peanut M&Ms are on sale. No, they're not. Yes, they are. That's how I shop for Halloween candy to give out to the kids. Well, let's keep this bowl of peanut M&Ms back here. You know, just in case. We'll save that. But I hope you enjoy your Halloween candy as much as I plan on enjoying mine. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for taking the time to be here. And until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.